Welcome, everybody, to the Steve Jordan Experience. I am super excited today with my guest because I've been a big fan of him and his products for about five years, if not maybe a little bit longer. Steve's Paleo Goods. I've got with me Steve Liberati, uh, who is the founder uh, of Steve's Paleo Goods. You might have seen the, the goods in Whole Foods, which is where I first saw it, and uh, started consuming the, the granola breakfast uh, cereal. And uh, he since has expanded his business um, like tenfold, if not more, into other products that he's now offering. Uh, but before he did this, Steve has had, he, he's got a similar background as I do. Uh, Steve was working for his father, his exterminator business, um, but he had a real passion for nutrition and fitness. And after getting to know some of the young teens in his regular routes, he was moved to invite them to work out with him in the local park. And from there, he started living into his real passion, which was fitness and recreational options. Uh, from there, he realized that the kids who were working out didn't really eat all the great foods and things that he wanted them to do. So he created some, uh, some granola snacks for them, and he provided lunches for them, and they would be able to eat these at school and while they're playing or before or after playing. Uh, and then he started packaging beef jerkies and nuts and berries. And he had this thing he called it back and he kept them, kept them all together. And he called it a paleo kit. Uh, and that's where it was first born. And from there, Steve blew up and has now been like all over. He's got a huge website, huge like following. He's from New Jersey. He's a brother from another mother. Um, I'm super excited to have him. And I feel like we've known each other for like 20 years, and I've only known him for like five minutes. Uh, without further ado, welcome to the show, Steve Liberati. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me, Steve. I'm excited to be on your show and excited to uh, talk to you today. Awesome, man. I'm so happy that you're here. I need to tell everybody how you got here. So um, again, first, I've been eating your cereal. Um, I love the original is my favorite because it's got very, very little in there. It's clean. It's, it's pure. Um, the granola is crunchy. It's got a great texture. It's great with my almond milk, milk, which I use. And I put a little bit of also, uh, I'm getting older now. I'm almost 47. So I need more fiber. I put some psyllium on top of there as well, which gives me a little more fiber than I need for my daily intake. But I was, um, I used to order this when I, when I used to get it at Whole Foods, um, they stopped carrying the, most people do. And I started ordering my shipments every month from Amazon. And long behold, about like six, eight months ago, like those shipments were getting delayed. I wasn't able to get them because they were sold out. So I was having challenges getting my, my you know, six, seven bundles I would get a, a month. And I had, I had these every morning for breakfast, everybody. Like, I mean, it's a, it's like part of my routine for the past five years. And um, what was happening was I was getting backed up and I was like, real, I, was, I was getting stressed almost. So I went on to the website to find out another solution. And sure enough, you also offer the uh, like bundle package. You can buy you know X amount and you get a shipment every month and it's a membership. So I signed up and I did that and I was getting it and something happened. I forgot exactly what it was, but I had an email, you guys, oh, it was a credit card that I had to get changed for the, because uh, I had some uh, fraud on there. And I ended up emailing and saying, here's my credit card number. Um, you know, I'd love my shipment. And if you remember, I wrote, please send it soon. <laughs> it was like urgent because I had nothing left. It was, I was like Jones in, it's like a drug. 
And I got an email back from Steve personally. And I was like, holy cow. I'm like, this is Steve. I'm like, this is the owner. And I was like, I need him on my podcast. So I reached out and responded back and he got back to me within a day and said, I'd love to be on your podcast. And here he is. So that's the backstory of how I got Steve on here. And I love it because it was organic and just how almost everything I do is organic. Um, you know, and his foods are organic. So that's a great bridge to get into the conversation of what he's offering. But, you know, Steve has a, a very uh, elaborate and storied background that I'd love for him to share with us so we know who he is. So Steve, let's take the floor. Uh, I know you're a man of few words talking about yourself, but do your best to tell us who you are, how you got into the industry of fitness and what inspired you as a kid to get into it. I know that Jersey's a, you know, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a place where a lot of fitness people are. Yeah, for sure. Can you hear me, Steve? Okay. Yes, I can. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah. So no, you, you, you told a great story. Um, I'll try to you know do my best to elaborate on. I started, I started the food company back in 2007. Um, I guess prior to that, I was working as an exterminator in North Camden uh, for my father's uh, pest control company. So I came out of college, went to University of Delaware, had a had a degree in economics, um, thought I was going to pursue a career in finance, um, got a job working for a big bank, had the suit and tie, had the business card, made mom and dad proud. Um, and then it wasn't long before within a year or two, I just realized it wasn't for me. Um, I was just, you know, on a corporate treadmill. Um, you know, there might be some other listeners out there that, I, that can relate. Um, it just, I, I wasn't excited about going to work. It wasn't something that I was, you know, I, I could see myself doing long-term. Um, so I was looking for other options. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up and my dad, he ran his own business. Um, I had other, other family members that were entrepreneurs. And it's something I always, you know, thought about. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a scary thing to work for yourself. You know, there's a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of challenges um, when you don't have somebody else, you know, telling you what to do um, every day. So, so um, the plan was to work for him. Um, so to work for my dad and uh, you know, I can remember, I can remember like it was yesterday um, when we first started, he said, uh, I said, all right, so I guess I'm going to have an office job. And he had, he had maybe, I don't know, eight to 10 employees at the time. And I thought the plan was to, you know, I was going to work in the office and give out orders, tell people what to do and, you know, delegate. Um, so the first day he said, you're running a route in Camden. I said, what do you mean? I, you know, I thought I had an office shop here. He goes, no, you're going to learn the business from the ground up and I'm going to teach you everything about it. Um, so sure enough, started working in Camden, um, you know, being in a suburb, being from the suburbs, I didn't have really many experiences in Camden and just only and let me let, yeah, let me paint a picture for those people that are not from Jersey. Camden is a is a rough neighborhood, not a not a place where, you know, you want to go necessarily and visit and, and you know, kind of hang out. It's it's a rough place. It's definitely is. I think at one point in 2012, I think it was is ranked as the number one worst city in the entire country. Wow. Um, it has improved substantially since then. I will say that, uh, but it's it's only two and a half or two point seven square miles, so it's it's relatively small. Um, but definitely a city just kind of overran with drugs and violence and gangs. It's it's a tough place. So yeah, so started working in the city, going in in and out of the units, uh, working in a lot of Section Eight housing complexes, and I uh, got to meet a lot of the kids just going in and out. Um, they got to know me as a friendly face, you know, go there once a week, go in there and, you know, see, you know, kill some bugs. 
Um, and just started having a conversation, starting to know, you know, just met some, met a lot of kids out there and didn't realize how many good kids there are. And, you know, it's just a lot of kids that I could relate to growing up. They were into sports. They were trying to get ahead. You know, they had ambition. They had aspirations. They, they, they were in their mind, they were going places. And, you know, I guess like I had this picture of like everybody is working on the street corners, selling, dealing drugs and, you know, everybody's looking to, uh, you know, it's just nothing but a lot of thugs and, and punks. And that, that wasn't the case. I mean, there were so many good kids. So I started a little fitness center, um, you know, just realizing, just, re- just realizing that a lot of them don't have anything to do. They just need somewhere to go, something to be part of. Um, so that's, I started a little fitness club and I invited a few kids. We passed out some flyers and we had a couple, a handful of kids. Show. All right. So, uh, so pick up where I left off. Yeah. So we started a uh, fitness center in Camden. I asked the office manager if I could borrow some space. She was a little reluctant at first, just, you know, questioning my, my plans and what I was doing. And she was just like, yeah, you know, I don't know if that's going to work, but uh, go for it. Um, so I started it, you know, I had some equipment at home. I, I was always into fitness myself, brought some down, some equipment. Um, I had a, a few sandbags that I had and I tried to keep it real simple and just, you know, I had some, had some a speaker and music um, explaining to kids what we were doing Explained, gave them a little kind of like a little philosophy on fitness and nutrition and uh, just kind of went after it, went at it. Um, awesome. Yeah. Gave them a good workout. They loved it. And then the next day they told their, you know, they told their buddies and then over, you know, from one week to the next, it just grew more and more kids came to eventually within, within a few weeks um, I was turning down kids. I just didn't have enough space. Wow. And then I had to run two workouts um, so it was within a few months we outgrew the space and then I was like, oh man, I guess I, and were you charging for this or was this a free offering? No, this is a free service. Yeah. I was awesome. just, yeah. Not charging. Um, this is just an after school type program. And then, yeah, within a few months I outgrew the space. Um, we, we actually winter came and I wasn't able to find space and time. So we started working out in the park, um, just to keep it going. And, uh, that was tough, but I mean, it also showed, the perseverance and the commitment of the kids. I mean, I would train kids four days a week and mm-hmm. I would, be, and I would have between 12 and 15 kids um, in, in the freezing cold. Um, nice. So it, it said a lot. And then eventually I ended up buying uh, on my way home one day, I seen a big uh, pickup, uh, a van, a 15 passenger van. Um, so I went ahead and bought that. And then uh, for a good year, I would drive around the city, pick kids up, from all different parts of the city, bring them over to the park to work out, drop them off. Um, I was there, you know, until I was there until dark until after, after hours. Um, but you know, I was really just, I believed in, you know, I, the, the kid just motivated me. I saw the difference in their attitudes. They were completely so respectful. Um, they loved it. It was just so much excitement. Like there was just so much energy in the room. I love that. What was the, uh, what was your kind of education in fitness? So you said you were teaching about fitness nutrition. Like, did you ever get certified at that time? Or was it just based on the gym science and you playing sports and hanging out in gyms growing up? In the beginning, it was more just self-taught. I mean, I, I just love spot. I'm a sponge with information, went online, read as much as I can, you know, learn by doing being in the gym for years, um, learning from other people. Um, 
and then I started getting into like CrossFit and then there was like a undergrad, there was like a message board. And I, at the time CrossFit was still underground. Um, it wasn't, you know, what it, it wasn't what it is today. There wasn't gyms all over the country. Um, so it was more just like a, you know, a, an online following. Um, and then I was, you know, I would learn from there. I would do it myself, uh, learn the movements. And then, you know, I would eventually, uh, occasionally I would team up with somebody like another buddy that was also doing CrossFit in another town and we would work out together. So it was just like at the time where I think like it was just exposure to a new way of working out and it was just you know, really exciting. Um, you know, outside of the traditional, like nine to five, just kind of where you're doing factory work in the gym. Awesome. That's so, great. Yeah. I was super excited to share it with the kids. These, these new kind of methods per se. That's very cool. So what ever, did you ever stay in touch with any of these kids? Uh, have you ever, um, has any of them ever come back like now showing you like later on, Hey, look what I've done or any uh, success stories? Absolutely. I have tons of success stories. I have kids that, that I've stayed in touch with from in the very beginning, from the very start over 10 years, 10 years ago. Um, I had kids that they went off, they got married, started families of their own, invited me to their weddings. Um, I had kids that got college diplomas that four-year degrees from four-year universities, um, kids that came through the program that became uh, police officers in Camden. We actually mm -hmm. had three of them. Yeah. That were former alumni of the program. Um, and then just, you know, overall, just like the techs and kids that every once in a while, they'll, they're older now, some of them with full-time jobs, they'll pop into the office just to chat, um, cool. you know, to kind of talk, you know, kind of just, uh, yeah, just to, you know, check in. Awesome. That's great. So fitness, big part of your life. Fitness was a great, uh, you know, in, it was a great introduction to these kids, uh, you know, to, into life, you know, that's what I think fitness is life. It's, uh, it's, you know what, it's hard work, it's discipline, it's focus, it's determination, it's breakdowns, uh, whether it's, you know, getting through those sticky points, those those reps where you can't almost complete them or it's a failure, or you may get a little injury uh, and it happens. Uh, it's, you know, not a bulletproof safe, even if you do the safest things, it's not always, um, uh, you definitely can sometimes get injured. So you got to come back from that. And, and I think fitness is life. So you taught these kids a great, valuable lesson in life. But now how and where did you find, see the nutrition as being a component? Because you know, I, I, you know what, 20 years ago, if you asked me, like, I want to lose 20 pounds, what's the best way to do it? Exercise, burn more calories, but you got to like eat right too. Today, I'm going to say it's 80% nutrition, 20% fitness for 20% new workout. Where did you get the idea to like implement and introduce the nutrition component? Yeah. I mean, I guess just to, just to go back to the very start when I was, when I started the club and work with the kids at that time, I mean, I, I, I would say since then, over the last say 15, 13 to 15 years, my, my, my philosophies have changed, you know, and have evolved. Um, even in terms of like my fit, my approach to fitness and just my overall approach to the health and fitness and wellness overall. Um, but at the time I, I was really into just, I was really into the paleolithic way of eating. Um, so I know today it's kind of like paleo is thrown around. It's not taken as serious and it got butch. It kind of got bastardized. Um, I still think there's there's a lot that we can learn from paleo. I think there's a lot that we could take um, from from the paleo diet, just really focusing on whole foods, um, lean, nutrient-dense um, foods that are not processed. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that right there, no matter what diet you're on, 
no matter what you're doing, we can really get down to the nitty gritty. There's a million different strategies today. I, I know there's a million different diets. There's a million different people promoting different things. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really just eating real food. Um, that's it. And that's, I think, Steve, that was the one of the things that I really tried to hit home with the kids. I didn't get into the zone diet, weighing and measuring food. I didn't get into the, like the, I didn't get too crazy with specifics. It was more just like, Hey guys, avoid sugar as much as you can mm-hmm. try to eat more food. Um, you know, try to, try to avoid, just avoid the junk, avoid anything artificial, you know, try to look at a label and see if you could pronounce it, just, you know, keep it simple. And, and I think sometimes when we overcomplicate things and I've, I think that's where we're at now in the nutrition and fitness world, we have severely overcomplicated everything. Um, Thank I, you, social media. <laughs> absolutely. Everybody's, everybody's got an opinion. Like everybody's got a butthole. Everybody has an, is an expert too. You know, yeah. I, I think really it's the simple, I mean, I, I risk of oversimplifying something. It really is the simple works. And, you know, I, I know we're both in the, in the business of fitness and nutrition, but sometimes the overcomplicated cells, you know, yeah. I could, I can make up a program and tell you about an hour about why it's so different. But at the end of the day, let's just, let's be honest with ourselves. We really have to focus on real food, avoid the processed stuff and move. And, you know, there's a million ways of doing each one. We could skin the cat a lot of different ways, but ultimately I think that's the message. And if, if you do that consistently, I think, I think most people will see results. Yeah, I think the I agree with you 110% on all of what you said there and the key word and you said it and I was going to say it if you didn't was consistency. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you're consistent with it, it will work. That is the key ingredient to success. 100%. Yeah, I like to say you have to master the basics. Um again, like it's not sexy. Sometimes our message is boring. Let's be honest, like I'm not on here promoting some extreme diet that would probably get some shock value and people may talk about it, may get, you know, might go viral, but it's really just, it's pretty simple. It really is. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. moving and eating the foods that we're designed to eat. Love it. So tell us how you started Steve's paleo goods and what was the, what was the, like the start? What, like, give us an idea because building a business uh, is hard and I'm sure there were a lot of challenges in the beginning there. Tell us, give us a little background on how you began to, to, uh, to build this now, like I would almost call it a worldwide company. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it was um, obviously starting any business is extremely challenging. Um, I, I mean, I, when I started it, I was doing this, I was running the, the fitness program, um, the Steve's Club in the city. And then one day I put the kids on a fitness, on a nutrition challenge. So it was actually, I mean, it did incorporate some fitness um, and we used, there was some strength benchmarks just to make sure that they weren't uh, just losing weight. So I put them on a challenge. I think it was uh, within, it was a 60 day challenge and I wanted to see who would lose the most weight, but yet maintain their strength. Mm. We had a couple other metrics and benchmarks we used. Um, but within the first week or two, I, I, all the kids came back and like, Steve, you know, we're doing our best, um, following the guidelines that you suggested, you know, the nutrition advice that you gave us, but uh, it's really hard at, at school to eat a healthy lunch. The cafeteria food sucks. And, you know, it's not cool to bring your own brown bag of food, uh, of lunch. So I, I said, let me get a little creative here. Let me see what I can come out with, see how I can help you. Um, went back to the drawing board. To- yeah. So the kids who were just, you know, they were just, 
complaining about the food, the cafeteria saying it's just really hard to follow, follow the diet, um, you know, the, the, to get to lose weight and see results. So I came up with, uh, you know, I used to like make beef jerky at my house. My wife and I um, did in the kitchen, cut up some meat, just something that I enjoyed doing. Um, so I put together some beef jerky in a bag. And for a complete meal, I knew that wouldn't probably be enough to fill them up, put some nuts in there and some berries. So it was a complete, you know, macro uh, balanced meal and um, brought it in. We vacuum sealed it. And I offered a bunch of them to the kids. They brought it to school. I ate them. They loved it. They came back and kept asking for more and more. Um, we kept making it as, you know, as we tried to do our best to keep up and provide these kits for them to help them out. And uh, one day we put it in a basket. So I was also doing some personal training on the side, um, trying to marry the two together so I can eventually turn it into like a full-time career and uh, put it in, in a basket. And a couple of the members, we put it out there for like five bucks, um, something cheap, you know, just to cover the cost. And uh, they loved it. They gave us like, hey, Steve, this is the best jerky. It's really convenient. I think you're on to something here. Um, so we decided to put it online on a website and said, Hey, you know, we could use this to help raise some funds, keep the wheels turning, pay some of the expenses. I had like, you know, I had insurance. Um, I was buying some equipment, you know, just kind of just the basic expenses in the beginning. And, uh, sure enough, it, it went viral. Um, we had a couple at the time, some CrossFit athletes that were real popular. Um, Jason Kalipa, Chris Spieler, um, some, you know, well-known guys today and they, they went on YouTube, uh, you know, this, they did it on their own. There was no promotion, uh, no, nothing paid or anything, no money exchange hands. And they did a little video saying how great they were. And then orders started coming in. And before we know it, we had, we had a business. Awesome, man. Yeah. What do you, I, I love this story because it's so organic. What would you say if you were to look into all that you shared there and didn't share the secret to the the birth of this and the birth of the business. What would be that one ingredient? I've got something in mind. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the obvious one is persistence. Um, I was very, very, very persistent on following through with this idea. I had, I mean, now looking back, it's you know, I forget half half of the stories and half of the challenges that came up, but. I mean, there were, there were a million of them. I mean, there was times where I was like, all right, this isn't going to work. Or I, I don't understand why I keep getting a, a roadblock every turn here. I just want to, you know, start a business and, you know, help somebody out. And it's just like, sometimes it felt like the universe was uh, conspiring against me. Mm. But it, I, was I it was testing you. It was testing your will. How bad do you want it? I always tell people that, you know, like the universe is testing you. It's like just it wants to know like how badly do you want to succeed or do you want this? Absolutely. And I mean, today, if I, I always said it, I said it before, like if I started today, it'd probably be a hundred times harder. You know, at the time there was a lot less competition um, in terms of just like natural, the like the healthy snacks. Um, it didn't, it didn't explode like it has in the last few years. Um, I, I was, you know, really, really involved in CrossFit. So that, that there wasn't a lot of commercialization in terms of like the products that were, that were kind of being promoted and people were, were, uh, were talking about. So, I mean, my timing was very good. Um, but, you know, I, my advice would be, I mean, I think it's still the same thing holds true. If you were to start a business today, I mean, there are challenges. It's not easy. You know, everybody, there, there's so many people that are trying to do something similar 
it's just, it's super competitive. Um, you have to, you know, you have to find, you have to find your advantages and find what you're good at you find your strengths. And more so than anything, you have to, you have to have the ability just to keep going and be really, really resilient. Yeah, there is. Uh, I love that. Um, there's something that I was thinking of that stood out in this whole story from everything and what you're sharing. And it's something that I share with a lot of my clients uh, and just friends and peers. It's something that I learned a long time ago. You have to give to get. And the more you give, the more you get. A lot of people a lot want and they want to give. They want to, they want to get, get themselves, but they don't want to give. But the laws of the universe work in the opposite way. If you give without expectation, with love, with good intention, with the right purpose, you will get and receive. It's, it's a law that is written in the books. It's known. It is, I think, even in the Bible. And uh, it is something that I think that you did very, very well by giving to these kids an opportunity of health, an opportunity of fitness, of stability, of uh, community, and and all of what go went into that, and that nurturing and that continuous. Like I can see the the selflessness in you, um, and I can feel that in just what you've shared. That has probably been a big component to some of the success that you've had. No, thanks for pointing that out, Steve. I mean, I could honestly say when I started, I didn't have some grand vision of one day, one day this, I'm going to have a company that's going to support it. And honestly, I just, I, I kind of was just trying to help out some kids. I saw, um, you know, I saw, I saw an opportunity that was not being met of, you know, just providing service for these kids that they didn't have, um, giving them just, you know, some support, giving them, you know, sometimes they just, they just want to feel somebody cares about them. You know, mm -hmm. just asking how their day was. Hey, what do you plan on doing next year? What's your, what's your, what do you plan on doing, you know, down the road when you get older? Like nobody really asked them those questions. And sometimes, you know, they, they just, you just need somebody to, to feel like you're part of a community, part of, you know, you just need to feel special. Um, yeah. So that was like, you know, that was really the driving force behind everything uh, was, was really just, you know, the, the, the fitness side and the working with the kids. And That's then, awesome. and, yeah, the the company itself, you know, is something I'm I'm obviously very passionate about. Um, obviously, there's you know I, I I promote Whole Foods as much as possible, but you know when we're on the go, um, sometimes it's tough. You know, I have I have three kids of my own, uh, you know, busy with a family, and you know that's a that's a job in of itself. But we're always on the go between sports activities. Um, I can't always sit down and have a, a good meal of a steak and you know a sweet potato. You know, sometimes I have to, you know, grab something to go and, and that's my meal for that. What's your, what's your go-to on the go? On the go, I, I would say jerky. I'm a big jerky guy. Okay. Um, I find like, I, there's some protein bars I like. I, I really don't do the protein bars that much. I just find that I scarf them down and they don't fill me up. Um, so I, I usually like jerky. Um, I'll do a pack of jerky. Sometimes I'll have like a bar with it, a granola bar. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll have some dried fruit just to, you know, kind of get some calories in, um, fill me up a little. Um, but usually I try to usually scoot towards just, uh, just more high protein, protein, yeah. protein. Awesome. Are you still training? Absolutely. Coaching? Yeah. Awesome. Where are you training? Do you have a center of your own right now? What's the, what's your so, location? Uh, yeah. So we have a gym in the office here, um, where we make all the products here in South Jersey. Um, so we have our own gym. Um, so yeah, 
I train four days a week. Um, is it a membership gym where people come in for membership or is it private training appointment only? Uh, so we actually have a, another trainer that has, that's a trainer here. That's a personal trainer. So he has his own business. Um, so that's the membership based. Um, but we have for the employees where it's just, um, it's just a few employees that work out um, every day. Awesome. And how many employees do you have now? Uh, so, so right now we have, um, we're down to uh, 10. So okay. interesting story. Um, so in three years ago, we were at, at our peak, we were at 41. Wow. Yeah. So this is a little way from uh, health and fitness, but just more on the business side. Yeah. Go for it. Now that's by design. So okay. yeah, I purposely have decided to pivot our business to shrink it. So it's, we're lean and mean. Um, so at our peak, when we had that many employees, there was just so many challenges and, you know, we were in, we were in every whole foods in the country and we were growing like crazy and it just, it, it created a lot, a lot of stress. Yeah. So it was just a major strain on the business. I mean, as we were growing really fast, it just created a lot of challenges um, in terms of managing employees, uh, cash flow issues, um, just work with distributors. It was tough. I mean, our, our we were doing really well revenue wise, and you know it seemed like we were on a path uh, from from the surface. We were doing really really well. Um, but anybody that's in the snack food business knows that it's it's a it's a tough business. It's a it's a very um, you know it's a, a cash flow negative business. So you have to put out, you're making all the product um, and then you may not get paid for 60 days later. So it's a tough business. Um, so within the last, within the last two years, uh, we really shifted our focus to more to online, direct to consumer, um, business to business, uh, working with directly with gyms, with independent mom and pop health food stores. Um, so we've kind of pulled back the reins and, and shift our focus um, away from the retailers and the distributors. Mm, awesome. And I see you've got a new branding as well. Yes. Yeah. So just a little, little uh, color to that, a little background context. Um, we were, I mean, when I first started the company, it was Steve's original. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we changed to Steve's Paleo Goods um, as Paleo became very popular. And that was a big part of, um, you know, who we were as a brand and what we stood for. And then as paleo kind of faded and shifted, um, keto became popular. Um, paleo just was not cool anymore. Um, and and I, I still, like I said, I still think there's some really good foundational philosophies of the paleo, but I don't think that, you know, people are, aren't as, um, and I would sell myself included, not as regimented in terms of eating a, a diet per se, where you have to eat this and you can't eat that. Um, so I think because um, we have a lot of options right at our fingertips, a lot of options. Yeah. And I think just overall, I guess, like personally, I feel, you know, you should be agnostic diet agnostic. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good foods that are healthy. Like let's say, you know, I, I eat maybe three times a week. I'll have overnight, I'll have overnight oats hmm. and fine. It works for me. I feel good. It doesn't bother my stomach. Um, it helps me with, you know, my, some of my, my goals in the gym. Um, so oats aren't paleo, but does that mean that they're bad for you? Mm. Um, there's a lot of, you know, good foods that I think that are, 
that fall in that realm. Um, so then we shoot. So then we dropped the paleo and today we're just, uh, we're, we're Steve's. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's a good looking brand. It's got a lot more, um, well, you said color, but it's clean. It's simple. It, it looks, yeah, it's, uh, it seems like it's very universal. It can go into like, it almost looks like it even go into a medical, like, uh, you know, uh, nutrition split nutrition place as well as like a CrossFit. So you got these, you know, two different sort of opposing sort of places, um, that it could be, it fits well in a lot of different, uh, like ways in which it would be attractive. Um, but you've also added a lot of different, uh, you've added things to it as well. So you've got salad dressings, you've got collagen, uh, protein, you've got, uh, beef jerky, um, you've got gut health stuff. Tell us a little bit more about the array of things that you're offering that now are on the, the menu. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of our product, uh, skin, our, our lineup, we have, uh, quite an extensive portfolio of products and we have over 85 products. Um, so within the last two months, I'm actually making it my uh, sole mission to consolidate and uh, cut out a bunch of products. To okay. really focus, yeah. So I want to focus on the ones that we do really, really well. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, you know, I don't, this isn't really the place to mention, you know, the, the business side, but there has been a lot of labor, you know, challenges, in the last year, I think that everybody that runs a business or, you know, if you're just following the news, it's, it's a real, it's a real issue. Yeah. Um, just having a hard time finding help. So, you know, we really had to kind of, we had to make some changes internally, um, focus on the things that we're most efficient at and things that we could do well. Um, so, yeah, so I, I would say in terms of our products, I mean, our jerky is what we started. That was our first product. Um, that's what we're known for. Um, so we make all of our jerky in house. Uh, we make it by hand. I mean, all the buzzwords, Steve, you know, artisanal, uh, grass fed, um, you name it, but our jerky is the real deal. It's a recipe that goes way, way back. Um, it's different than what's on the market. It's, it's tender. There's no added sugar to it. Um, it's just clean. And more importantly, when you're eating it, it tastes like steak, it tastes like meat. Oh, yeah. It's not covered in seasonings and all. Are you using any local farmers? or local resources for? So we do occasionally use some local farmers. I, I buy all my personal meats from a local farmer. Um, and then every once in a while, we'll try to source from them. But uh, in terms of our sourcing, I mean, in terms of, I mean, we're not doing crazy volume, but it's hard for a small rancher to provide, you know, one certain cut of meat. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're, if they're slaughtering, say 30 to 40 cows a month, there's only so many, top rounds or there's so many, you know, ribeyes. So a lot of people don't realize that, but we do our best, you know, to source from small local farms, but it, you know, it, it could be challenging. It's challenging. Yeah, I'm sure. And how's that been for you? I, I've, you know, I've been watching some different doc documentaries and different things about the, the farming industry being really hit hard by COVID and whatnot. Has your supply chain been affected by this? Um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it has impacted everyone at every level in business, um, supply chain wise. I mean, obviously meat prices have went up a lot across the board. I mean, I think that everybody has felt that impact, um, in terms of like the supply, we haven't had many issues. Um, we're just, you know, we're just paying higher prices. <laughs> yeah. And well, you charge more than two, you got to compensate and it's worth it. Uh, you know, when you do, I mean, this stuff, 
I I don't know if there's anything that I've been so dedicated to having. Honestly, I'm I'm a creature of habit. I I, I the consistency. I'm almost 47 in another month, and people tell me I look like I'm uh, in my 20s, still got a six pack, and you know, mm-hmm. thanks, man. And I feel great. I you know I perform at the highest level, uh, energetically and emotionally and physically, but. Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with my food intake and, uh, your product has been again, part of my life for five years. It's there's barely a day that goes by that I don't have it. And if I travel, like I'm actually traveling tomorrow, this is, uh, today we're December 1st, December 2nd, I try travel up to Northern California to lead a retreat. So I do health and fitness retreats. Uh, this one in particular, I'm doing at Canyon ranch, which is a luxurious, uh, kind of spa retreat. Uh, fitness space, and I'm going to bring a bag with me. And sometimes I will, with even if I don't have the milk uh, almond milk that I use, I'll just eat it right out of the bag, or even put a little bit of water on it, rather than just having it with nothing. You know, even just a little water will give it a little bit more. Because your what I love about it is your 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 granola has crunch. And when you get the the milk on it or the almond milk or the water, it kind of just gives a little less. It's like Cheerios. When I was a kid, I used to love Cheerios. I'd pour the milk on and I'd start eating my Cheerios. I used to have to eat it fast because I hated when they were soggy. So it reminds me a little bit of this like Cheerios. I like I'm a big texture kind of guy, the way I eat. So well, everybody loves that crunch, you know. I yeah. Think that's what I think a lot of people miss when they're when they're eating it, when they're on a diet or when they're kind of when they're trying to eat like whole whole uh, whole food uh, whole foods, um, there's not a lot of crunch, you know. And that's why you always hear, "Oh, I want some, I want a pretzel, I want some hard pretzels to chew on." So yeah, yeah, it fills that void. And yeah, like you, I mean, I I have a little bowl every every night just to kind of curb my appetite. Yeah, uh, especially when you know, like you're working out every day, you know, you need the you need not only calories but you need the right calories. You know, more important. Mm-hmm. Definitely, no doubt. And what I love about the original or any of the other ones is, uh, and I'm talking only about the cereal because it's really the only product that I've had. There was one time that I got um, a sample of the the beef jerky and I ate that and I enjoyed it very much. Um, it was the um, so you can add, I add pistachios in there as well. So you can add things to it because it's a really a base. Sometimes I'll like eat it. And my wife's watching me. She's like, what are you adding? I'm like, again, I got my psyllium, my fiber. I add some uh, almond butter if I want, like a little extra. I put some some uh, pistachios in there and I just got this like, it's awesome. It's awesome goodness. I skew towards like as, as much as I can, like high fat and kind of more protein foods. But I, I also don't neglect carbs. So I'm a big fan of carbs. You know, it's me too. Especially today. I know keto had its had its uh, heyday there for, for a little bit. I think it has dropped off, but. I think there's definitely a, a place for carbs, you know, depending on, depending on the person, obviously it's an individual thing, uh, yeah. but I definitely, I, I, I enjoy some cranberries and uh, that's, that's my, my little thing, my cranberries and the granola. It's my <laughs> yeah, nice. It's, the mama milk definitely hits the spot. Well, I'm a, uh, I'm an Italian uh, and I think you are as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my last name used to be Giordano. When my great grandparents came from Italy uh, to Ellis Island, the O was shortened to Americanize it. But um, I grew up with pasta and, and and bread and everything else, and so man, that's my comfort food. And but I I went gluten free before gluten free was even a thing known almost twenty years ago. And I remember when I first moved out here is when I moved out to California. I was dating a girl that had celiac disease, 
And she was totally normal, healthy, but she just couldn't eat gluten and dairy and stuff. And I was like, gluten, what the hell is gluten? And I was already in my business, man. I was on the Today Show. I, I was I was at the top of the food chain already in the in the industry. And um, I ended up like looking it up and I was like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And then I read a book called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. And I was like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. You know, like not everybody's blood is the same. Mine's an O and it says I'm sensitive to these certain foods and I shouldn't have this and that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to try this. I'm going to do this. Cause that's how I, when I tell people about like, you know, how to eat, how to don't try anything, either do it or you don't, right. It's the consistency. Like if you want to do it, go for it for four months or six months, whatever it is, and just do it. Don't try it and have a little here and a little there. So I did this for about a year and I came home for the first time and my mom saw me. She was like, oh my God, you're so skinny. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she, I'm like, I'm way the same, same weight. I'm 165 pounds. And I was, you know, cut, but my face got more chiseled and my body lost inflammation. I lost just, I lost inflammation that I had as a kid. I look at pictures from my high school and college where I was like more puffy. I had more like puff through me and it was because of the gluten. Still to this day, I'm a gluten-free. Uh, last night I had gluten-free linguine with bolognese sauce, you know, my wife made. Um, but I love it, man, you know, and it's all about the sourcing. And that's what I love about your product is that the sources are good. I can tell the quality is great. Um, not just from the the taste, but also from the the site and what you have done as a business. Like you can see the 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 love that you put into it. And I am so appreciative of it because it has really fueled me like throughout for the past five years. And I, I love it. I will not stop having it. It's my I was I was really disappointed when Whole Foods didn't carry it anymore or didn't have it. And I understand now the reason why behind it. And I'm I support that. Um, but I'm grateful that I went on and now I've got this membership and I get it directly from you and to have connected with you on this. Um, I'm so appreciative of it. And I'm so appreciative of what you're doing out there in the fitness community, uh, in the nutrition space, and in your local community, Jersey, man, Jersey strong, love Jersey always. It's always my home and always will support anybody who's doing great things from there. So I want to thank you, Steve, so much. Steve, that was the greatest plug I ever heard. No, I want to thank you for that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, please, my hope and wish is that you share this with your audience and, uh, you know, put this somewhere where they can hear it because it really is. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. No, absolutely. Thank you very much. It brings me great joy to hear, you know, to have somebody appreciate, you know, everything that we put, like there is a lot of work on our end to, you know, source the right ingredients to, to not compromise. I mean, it's, it's not easy. And, you know, just the, the, the standards for that we uphold with the employees making products. So it actually, it's, it's really wonderful to hear somebody kind of, you know, to just elaborate on that, you know, how much you kind of understand the, and appreciate the quality. So yeah, man, food is medicine. If you've listened to this podcast before, and if you haven't, I am a big believer that food is medicine. I have not been on antibiotics in almost 18 years. Um, I have not gotten sick. I keep a very tight ship here. Um, and I believe a lot of it is because of the nutrition that I eat because it comes from good quality sources like your, your product, Steve. So thanks. No, thank you. That's awesome. And, you know, I can only, uh, you know, just to piggyback off what you said with the, with the gluten stuff. I mean, I try to avoid gluten as much as possible. I noticed that's something over the years that I just didn't agree with my body. And, you know, even say beers, for example, I was never really a beer drinker. Um, but you know, if every once in a while, if I have a beer, I'll feel it. I mean, I, I feel I'm bloated. I feel like I put on like 30 pounds just with one beer. 
I got gluten-free beer in my fridge. You can come over. We'll have some. It's great. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, today there's just, I mean, 10 years ago, you're, if you went to the supermarket, it's like in a dusty area in the very back and you're in this, this gluten-free section and everybody's looking at you like, what the hell are you, you know, you look like a weirdo. Today, there's so many good gluten-free products. There's so many good, like brands have really, really stepped up. There's just so many good gluten-free beers and, and alcohol. Like there's just, there's so many options today. Another, another good uh, alcoholic beverage is uh, the cider which is gluten-free. They, they've done a really good job with ciders now. Uh, there's some really good ciders out there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I went on that kick for a while. And and speaking of, I know you asked me just to touch on the gut thing. I yeah. went away a little a period a few years ago when I was having some gut issues. Um, and it just, it, it kind of came out in different ways. I was just having a hard time digesting food. Uh, I noticed it kind of affected my skin, just, you know, everything. And and I uh, just did, did research on my own, went to a couple different doctors, did some tests. I thought it was like an allergy um, to certain foods, but never really figured out what it was. You know, mm. I, I wasn't um, a celiac, so I didn't know, you know, exactly what it was. But in looking and doing research, um, it really came down to the diet. I mean, I know that's like the easy thing to say, really focusing on, on a diverse range of vegetables. Um, to increase your microbiome and to increase your, your, you know, your bacterial and your bacterial count doing that and avoiding the sugar. I mean, I think that the bacteria just feeds on that sugar. I was never big on sugar. Um, but when I really just was more accountable and really took a, a, when I was a lot more strict, I definitely felt, felt so much better. And mm-hmm. I know for, you know, your listeners, it's like, all right, another guy up there talking about avoiding sugar and eating, you know, avoiding processed foods, but if you do it and you try it and, and you stick to it, like you feel the difference and that's, what's motivating for people. You know, it's not me telling you or, you know, a, a health expert saying, I'll oh, eat this, eat that, don't eat that. But once you do it and you realize it and you feel the difference, I think that's, that's, that's stronger than That's more powerful than anything. Absolutely. Definitely. The proof is in the, in the doing it and feeling good. That's the benefit of exercise and eating well. Um, you know, I, I avoid sugar as much as possible too, except when you get a good cannoli, man, that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not to say you, you don't also want to, you know, drive yourself crazy, insane and avoid everything. Yeah, totally. I, so I'm a 100% proponent of balance. No doubt. I, I, I believe in the 80-20 rule, uh, you know, in, and if not, I, I'm probably practicing 95-5 or 90-10, but I promote the 80-20. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you're eating well, 80 to 90% of the time, I mean, if you do the math, let's say three to four meals a day times seven, you're, let's say on average is between what, 27 and 30 meals a, a week. Yeah. Let's say you pick two or three and you eat, you know, I wouldn't say whatever you want, or you could take the approach of, you know, just like if you see something you like, you don't have to have a designated cheat meal, but I mean, you, you kind of earned, like earned it per se. I mean, I don't like to look at food like that. I, I think it's very, you know, the relationship with food is important, but if there's something that you crave, yeah, you're not going to, it's not going to derail your plans. If you, if you see something you like a cookie and you eat it. For sure. For sure. I agree. Um, well, well, you know what I could go on and I'm I, like, I, I wish I was coming back to Jersey soon. Cause I'd come down <laughs> and visit you um, and, and hang out in the office and, and work out with you. And I will, and I want to, uh, but it's, it's not going to be in the near future. Um, well, but well, when I do come back, to, 
What's that, bro? Sorry, we'll roll, roll out the red carpet and you're invited here anytime as our guest. Uh, dude, that's you're you're awesome. I appreciate that. I, I'm going to take you up on that. I'm definitely going to. Even if I'm not invited, I'm walking in. <laughs> um, no doubt. Well, listen, man, I am so happy that I got you on this podcast. I'm happy that you shared your inspirational story of giving to get um, and without expectation. That's really what it boiled down to. You know, you were giving to 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 provide a uh, a community service that something you knew that was going to make a difference in people's lives for the best and. You weren't doing it to gain anything. And here you are, a very successful businessman, uh, a professional trainer and father and husband and leader in your community. Um, I'm grateful to know you now. I can, I'd like to consider you as a friend. And, you know, again, Jersey strong and keep doing what you're doing, bro. I'm, so I'm appreciative of that. It was a pleasure being on your show. Um, if any of your listeners have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm always available. My email is steve at stevespaleo.com. Um, I also would love to share a discount code for any of your listeners that would like to try some of our products. Um, you can use discount code stevej20. Uh, so it's stevej20. Um, you just put it into the discount code box um, upon checkout. Um, but yeah, check out our site. Check out some of our products. I you know, greatly appreciate the support. And um, more importantly, thank you for having me on your show, man. It's a, it's a awesome. pleasure. I love what you're doing as well. Thanks, brother. Well, we'll speak soon. And thanks, everybody, for listening. If you haven't yet listened to this podcast, please rate the podcast. It means the world to me and my guests because it gets more people listening to the show and helps to get the messages that they're sharing out to the world. So please take a minute to do that in Apple Podcasts. Please review. Uh, until next time, stay healthy and fit. Thanks for listening. Thank you for spending your time with me and my guest today on the Steve Jordan Experience. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, there are a few things that you can do. First, sharing is caring. So show your family and friends how much you care about them by sharing this podcast to encourage them to live their best life. Two, go to my website, stevejordan.com, to subscribe to my Get Fit community. Here, you will receive updates, news, and valuable information for ways for you to get more involved in the Steve Jordan experience. And finally, take a minute to please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It helps me to continue to get outstanding guests to create an extraordinary listening experience for you. That's all, friends. Thanks for listening to the Steve Jordan experience.